I got a desk. Yeah. Jordan's got a desk too, but he hasn't built his yet. The desk is good. I like that I have the same chairs everywhere, apart from the offices that, like, the, the every personal office I have has the same chairs. That's a good thing. That's quite nice. Yeah, I think that's good. It's good I'm to have a, good a nice, fun of these uh, chairs. nice chair. Yeah. yeah. And they're cheap, but they're, they're good. Can you remove the arms? You can. See, I like to remove the arms from the chairs. I don't. I'm I'm bigger than you. Um, <laughs> I just am. I just I just I think I take up a lot of space, and uh, it's nice to not have arms. I just feel like you know my my I just feel better without without the arms in the chair. No one wants arms on the chair. Is that because like your arms are too long and they get everywhere if you you can't put them down properly? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right. I think that's what it is. I feel like I'm being boxed in. What about if you have those adjustable arms? Are they not, are they still not good? adjustable arms are still arms i mean like, wait i mean not your adjustable arms the arms on the chairs <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what would i adjust them to i want the lowest to, possible i just want to adjust them off just go <laughs> that's what i want I want arms i don't know i just don't want them i just don't want them so we're recording on saturday it's on 10th of march and we got the desk yesterday the 9th we'll see how long it takes jordan to build it in his, in his oh, is he not? Oh, has he not built it yet? No. Oh, you built yours? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, well. But we'll see. What do you reckon, Jordan? Um, how long it'll take me to build my desk? And chair, yeah, I think it might be tomorrow. Oh, we'll Whoa. see, we'll see. We'll follow up with that. What, like in two weeks' time? Jordan, have you uh, created a workflow yet on iOS? No. Okay. <laughs> Well, there you go. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Well, no, I'm, no, I'm going to keep asking until he does it. That's the whole point of this, right? Didn't I explain last time why I hadn't created a workflow? That, uh, wait, let me let me explain why I haven't created one, and we'll see if it's the same reason. Because <laughs> it's useless. Because right? I, I think that I is think not true. I think I may know why. Right. So okay. So um, we'll we'll talk about a bit more about the phone later. But I have been trying uh, an iPhone, and I did install Workflow. I think it was like yesterday or a couple of days ago and um because i saw it in the list i don't think it was in like because I, I often look in the made by apple apps and i didn't see it in there I, I don't know who the publisher is but i saw it in something else it was like other people like this app and i saw the word workflow and i thought oh yeah i'll try that right so we installed it and john you, you can say if this is the same reason right i it, it you install it you load it up and it's it has like this is what workflow can do and it's a couple of pages of like about the application and then it goes where is it uh yeah so it's talking about this is a workflow series of um uh, actions that you can run with one tap and then you press next and it says we picked out a few workflows for you tap the ones that sound interesting and none of them are interesting and you press next and it says before we continue please pick a couple of workflows that look interesting to you none of them are interesting to me yes none that of that is true can we end the, the suffix there of, of to you? Originally, you didn't have that. No, no, but. yeah, but that's fine. I mean, yeah. like, none of them are interesting to me. So I press mm-hmm. next, and it's like, well, before you continue, pick a couple of workflows that look interesting to you. Um, there aren't any. How many, I times mean, they're they, only, how many times did it ask? Well, every time I press next, and I say, okay, and none of them look interesting to me, I press next, and it says, before we continue, please pick a couple of workflows that look interesting to you. None of them do. Okay, next. Before we continue, pick a couple of workflows that look interesting to you. Okay, none of these are interesting. Next. Is it going it's, through it's, the categories? Because I haven't done this setup. It's just it's showing time. me last photo to Instagram, 
post last photo to Slack, tweet song, speed dial, show clipboard, find yeah, ATMs terrible. nearby, capture note, log caffeine. I, I'm not interested in any of these. So I press next and it says, please pick a couple of workflows that look interesting to you. None of these look interesting to me. Next. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I agree. Pick something that's not interesting. Does it ever end? No, it just shows the same things. And what? then you press next and I, no. I don't want to pick any of them. That's weird. I, uh, what it wants me to do is to pick something that isn't actually interesting to me. Yes. And press next. But I don't want to because none of these look interesting There's to no me. skip. There's no skip. Oh, so sucks. this is as far as I got. Jordan, did, did the same thing happen to you? Uh, yeah. I mean, like in the sense that um, I opened up Workflow the first time I downloaded it. I was like, I, um, oh, here's, here's some, you know, interesting things that look interesting, but they're useless to me. None of these things look interesting because I have no use for any of this stuff. So I was like, well, I'll leave it until I, f- I need something to do. And then when I did come to do it, like, you know, the whole getting diagrams and drawings out of paper, yeah. it was like, well, you can't do this because there's no, ed- right. so you didn't <laughs> so there's no integration. Anyway. And then I realized that the only way of doing it was with one of those like tiles in the, uh, you know, in like share thing in, in iOS, yeah, which sharing. OneNote was already there. So... So it just worked anyway, yeah. so you didn't need it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this, this product prob- probably is useful. Yeah, totally, but, but not um, me. But none of, these, none of these were really interesting to me. Yeah, so. that's why I'm... Um, so the reason I'm going to keep asking Jordan is to the point where something will become useful to him the more he uses his iPad during what he calls the year of iPad, and uh, yeah. surely something will come across and then he'll have to do something for it. I just think you need to keep trying. Does it give the same options on the iPad then? I, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I... Jordan, do you not want to tweet your currently playing song with album artwork? Uh, n- what? Is, that's an option, is it? Why would yeah, I even tweet want song. to bother? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, that. that's, no, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, right? Because, it, it, I mean, I can understand this. It's ca- it's calling, uh, presumably, the, the iOS services mm-hmm. to say what's currently playing. Because I have I I noticed that in other places. Scrobbler. To... No, yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, would I would. Because Last FM has that scrubbler that says you can. Yeah, but do you do you scrubble your music? Um, I to Last FM. Uh, yeah. I haven't for about two years, but I used to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. Why don't we just talk about something that doesn't actually oh. apply? If I wanted at any point to tweet the, the song I was listening to with album artwork, then surely that would be something I would actually want to do often. <sighs> right. Therefore, I would use a service like Last FM. Well, no, that. yeah, but this is this, but presumably, and I don't know because I haven't tried this because this isn't one that's interesting to me, but presumably this does it on the device, right? It talks to the iOS services mm-hmm. that are saying what's currently playing. Mm-hmm. And then it talks to the Twitter application and it shares some data from, from one application essentially to the other Yeah, to, to do that. And, and that seems like a, a great idea. But um, it's not for, it's not one that I would find interesting. So I, I, I've I've kept it on the device. I'll see if it's I'll see if it's useful in the future. As soon as I find something, I'll let you guys know. I, I, I'm not. I know it's not the year of iPhone. The year me, of but, um, I hope not. But um, but I will. <laughs> I will. I will see if I'll keep it on there and I'll see if something happens. Yeah, brownie points for anyone who realizes where Jordan's stealing that that. The way you're saying the year of iPhone and iPad from the year um, of iPhone and iPad, it. and also I think I think there's a level with workflow where it's like stuff you can do that's pretty simple. Like they might be really useful that you can't do with anything else, but 
there's also some room more like complex things that you can re- you can get pretty complex with it and quite, so that might be quite oh helpful. yeah i'm sure because because the ones that i was seeing there were just the starter ones right yeah so, they're basic yeah I, I will say that i i do use ifttt so yes um i i don't know if that's i mean it's similar uh ifttt is it's, it's different. do this yeah. pass it to here whereas me yeah uh, with, it is different workflow you can do a lot you can, you know, make some API calls and take some data and format it here and take some images and then squash them together and post that somewhere or whatever, I don't know, and upload it somewhere, you know, there's lots of stuff you can do. Uh, so, yeah, we'll keep asking like every episode, maybe not in the next episode, um, but in it, we'll, we'll keep coming up, we'll keep coming up. Uh, I did receive my Ergo Docs literally, I don't know, days after recording the, the last one. Last episode, uh, we were talking about it over a while, for a while, sorry, um, to see basically how it would how it would do. I was quite excited about it. I know you guys were interested to see how it was. Um, so I did receive it. Initial thoughts are, uh, damn, this is really tough. Like, really, really struggling with it. Um, but it's, you know, like, the quality of it is great. I absolutely love the quality of it. Um, it sounds pretty good. Um, I'm not really sure how far I want to go in with this right now. I need to, I kind of need some more time, but uh, I have a custom layout that I'm using and learning. Uh, my typing is considerably worse and slow, um, but I am getting better. And I think Jordan witnessed that the other day because we were like, "Ah, oh, yeah," when I did something good, that was pretty good. Well, I was talking to you on Teams on uh, Friday, and I forgot yes. that you had that keyboard until you completely messed something up mm. i can't remember what it was but something was just completely oh, messed sign. up but um I, i'd just completely forgotten that you were there typing away on that thing because of course we were working in separate offices offices at the time yes um and i just i it hadn't registered and i just it was just a normal conversation which is good right that's a good sign but, well the thing is i'm surprised you haven't noticed because i feel like my rate of replying and like speed to reply is much slower so that multiple messages come through before I get a chance to reply to one. So I'm like, oh, I need to catch up, I need to catch up. And then I just end up messing up. I can't say I noticed, to be honest. Okay. Because, you know, uh, with with teams sometimes, you know, you send messages to people and then and then they're doing something else. And, and we've always said, the way that we use Teams, that it's always okay to send messages, but if someone can't reply, they can't reply. So I never really thought, oh, mm. why, is he, why is he not replied to me yet? Yeah. Yeah. Now, a question about your layout. Yes. Obviously, I saw your layout um, last week when you were setting it up. Mm-hmm. Have you changed it again since? Uh, you printed it out print. and everything, didn't I you? I did, yeah. Uh, so I've had uh, a total of 11 revisions already. Um, wow. Most of them were during like one day. Yeah, when you were adding in characters that you didn't have, like the pound key. <laughs> yes. Um I think a lot of them, like, I think I've done one last revision since, uh, since we spoke. And I think it was something like that, adding in a pound key and also just moving something that didn't work. Oh, I also, my screenshot key didn't work. So I fixed that. Um, and I still actually now have a couple of keys that don't work, like copy and, there's, there's like, um, copy and paste short keys instead of just doing C and adding a modifier for like copy. And they don't seem to work. So I need to change them to a modifier. Um, I do actually want to add an emoji key because the oh, emoji keyboard yeah. on uh, the Mac, I always forget the shortcut for that. 
So I want to add a key that specifically, specifically. What is the that. shortcut on, on Windows? It is now Windows and full stop. Controls, control uh, command T. Oh no, I just I just did something bad on my Mac because I wasn't in the text field. <laughs> oh no, stop. Um, <laughs> See, what am I doing? After the first day or two days, you were pretty depressed about. <laughs> yeah, so you I was gave really, up. really good. Yeah, I was, I was, I was also tired, so I was pretty frustrated anyway, and it just didn't help. And I was just like, I just can't do anything to the point where. So my, so I, I kind of, sorry, just interrupt on. I, I got it on a Saturday night, um, and kind of like opened it. So then Sunday, spent some time, kind of trying to use it and setting up a layout. However, my day was um quite busy. Then Monday was like my first official day sitting down with it, and I was pretty tired and. Uh, I spent the entire morning pretty much on my iPad using, like, getting some admin work done anyway. Um, and then my afternoon and, and evening was spent on it. And, I, yeah, I was pretty frustrated by the end of that. Yeah, I mean... You powered through, though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really, like, I'm not trying to put a downer on it in any way, shape, or form, but I do think the statement that I can know, and it, you know, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, almost verbatim, guys, I can no longer use any keyboard proficiently <laughs> you know what i'm using uh the 13 inch MacBook pro right now and i'm doing i think going back to a non-ortho linear slash normal keyboard um i like i mess up a couple of times at the start but then suddenly i'm like back to normal with it uh so yeah so like readjusting exactly yeah and i think i just get back to it so it's fine um although i haven't had to write code on this yet uh, on the original keyboard, yeah, but I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll just be like, it's riding a bike, right? It's worth it's worth mentioning that both uh, myself and Jordan did try it out for a very, very brief mm. time. Um, so, and we were better than Andrew uh, at the start. Because you guys uh, are used to having split keyboards. So this, I just wanted to like, add that's that this, true. this that keyboard is, true. Is, 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 more, is, is completely different on multiple fronts. One, ortholinear. Two, split. Three, raised and like you know it could be different uh yeah you, you're used to having down, a very very you know, flat angled. flat exactly yeah. you're used to the, the very, keys very are much larger and the layout's different uh so there's like multiple fronts in which this is a completely completely different keyboard to whatever i'm used to yeah whereas we we use the ergonomic ones quite a lot um, exactly which which is still uh, it was still quite different for me Especially with the placement of things like um, space and enter and backspace, Which I quite, like I quite like, I, I quite like it. I just the problem is, is I couldn't deal with not. I have an ergonomic keyboard, and and so do you, and I'm quite yes. comfortable with it. And actually, I don't really need like I don't suffer from RSI. My 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 keys, in terms of key strokes and distance, to actually like keys, like my fingers very rarely move. Like from that space, I think. I don't think I, having seen Andrew struggle for the best part of like a week, it's kind of put me off it because I would hate to impact my productivity and my ability to type in such a negative way for something I think would be very little gain for me. Because so so one of the things that I am one of the things that I think is worth mentioning is that yes you already have an ergonomic keyboard so you're already using something different um you know andrew wasn't because of the fact that um 
essentially apple don't make one i think right. if apple made one you'd probably try one sooner for sure um but you, we did we did actually do a speed test for the typing at the mm. same time so i, I have um, my results of that here now did you update your results or, or no. did you just have the results from, mon- from I have, monday so i have the results from monday afternoon yeah and you have the results from what were you like on the macbook key- on right. the apple keyboard so uh we did a basically in the office when we, we were talking about keyboards and stuff um we did this this like typing test which gives you an accuracy rate and a speed of word per, uh, words per minute um and i had to go on both the my, my apple magic keyboard and uh the ergo docs uh so to start off the the apple magic keyboard was an average of 67.6 words per minute with an accuracy of 94.8 percent and the Ergodox was a speed of 19.8 words per minute with an accuracy of 87%. So, uh, significantly lower. <laughs> I would be interested to see what that's like now. Yeah, um, it would be actually. I I'll think that's to. something that I would, uh, I'd like In to fact, do it right now on the podcast. I was gonna, you know what, Jordan? I was going to suggest that, but if I want to plug in this keyboard, it means I have to plug out my oh, microphone. You've only so. got one USB keyboard. <laughs> oh, God. I've only got one USB yeah, A yeah, port. Yeah. Oh no! So Why? Oh, how have you even got a USB A port? Because I've got an adapter that goes to oh, HDMI, USB C, and USB A. I can't laugh because I only have one USB A port too. <laughs> right? Why? Where's that? I've got Where's a USB A port? Oh wait, no, I've got two. I've, I've got, got two. two. Never mind, Andrew. Yeah, I've got two. Yeah, it's luxury, Andrew. So you got you right. got two on the side, and you got one on the charger for if you want to charge something. This is this is like luxury. Come down here and and plug your keyboard in, and you can do it on mine. Quite aggressive, Jordan. <laughs> Um, I, I won't be, I won't be doing that. Jordan, do you remember, do you remember your results? Speed test? Uh, yeah, it was. I don't, you didn't do it on the, uh, on the Ergodocs keyboard, but you had, was it, was it 67 no, words it per minute? Six, I think it was six. Yeah, I think it was 67.4 or something like that. Yeah, it was around the same. And time. then the accuracy was 94%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same as me. Yeah, which was very similar to mine. Mine was 65 words per minute and 96 yeah, um, accuracy. You were slightly mm. slow, but more accurate. I was faster and less so, accurate. Something I've, something I've noticed is that with the Magic Keyboard, that the typing, that typing test was like, oh, when I get going, like I'm really, really fast at typing on that. But when I mess up, I mess up really hard. So that was it was quite annoying. Yeah, and and we didn't we didn't for these typing tests. So some of the listeners at home may be thinking, "I am much faster than this." We we didn't we didn't practice this. We just we just did the test and we just did it once. Yeah, we had worked. Um, we yeah, we we literally just did it once each, and that was it. We didn't we, we didn't warm up. <laughs> I'm sure we could get higher numbers oh, if yeah, we tried. Also, like, and I, I, I hear it sounds stupid or anything, but I've never like the word Connecticut or, or name Connecticut came up, and I was like, I've never had to type this word. And but that is the point. Yeah. It's, quite, it's worth it's noting different that word. it is like a random test. Like it just puts random hard words up in front of you. So, although it's of the same elk, it's just a reformation. Yeah, a lot of it was out about U.S. presidents, wasn't it? Yeah. So getting back to the the Ergo Docs, um, I do think I'm getting better with it, and it's going pretty well. I would say I, I've uh, the keys are bigger, so I still tend to um, hit a couple of keys at the same time. Or whatever, but I'm, I'm definitely getting a bit better. Uh, one thing I would say is that the ability to have key uh, a key that um, is set to be kind of like multiple key presses is amazing. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. I have a key, so I have some extra keys in, in the middles, um, which said one one of them is to take a screenshot, which brings up the uh, crosshairs on the Mac, 
Um, one of them is to open one password because that is a keyboard shortcut that is quite annoying to type uh, to, to find even on a normal keyboard. Um, so I want, now I can press one key and it does the entire set of key presses to do that. Oh, and then, the nice the nice thing about that is that it's it's doing that on the hardware, isn't it? It's sending yes. those signals for yes. the. So it's worth mentioning that there's no software involved there, right? No, it's all done. You've programmed it with that setup. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That is very nice. Yeah, and then I've got another one for Spotlight right now, which is really cool. Uh, so it's it's only command space, but now I have a Spotlight key, and I want to do another for uh, the emoji keyboard because that one I always forget. So yeah, um, and then. Yeah, so with the the programming thing, you, you, there's an online configurator where you kind of set all these keys up and you can have all these layers and then you can both print out a PDF or save a PDF as well as you get the, there's a .hex file that you then flash to the the actual keyboard itself and then it just Oh yeah, you have, you have to reset it with a paperclip. Yeah, which I didn't have until I got some legal documents, that was useful. Um, yeah. So... So wrapping this up, um, I probably should think about this more and, and kind of do a segment about this again in the future when I've had some more time with it. Uh, but it is, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's getting better. I, I, it's still pretty difficult, and every day is just like, you know, it's getting there. And it's, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. It's really, it's, it's difficult. It is difficult, but it's quite enjoyable. And I'm hoping that once I get over the, the hump with it and get used to this layout, um more and not press two keys when I'm going to press one then I'll be back to my usual 67 words per minute and I can say it was worth it because hopefully I won't have hand pain anymore I feel like you're about to go into song it was worth it well I I can use the keyboard to do some drumming if you want (laughs) can you hear that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is it loud? We could definitely hear it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, that's one half of the keyboard next to me. Uh, it woke my dog up. I hope you're enjoying episode 19 of the Mavis Podcast. If you'd like to find the show notes for today's episode, you can go to mavispodcast.com/slash 19. You can also find us on Twitter at Mavis Podcast, and you should tweet us your questions, and we can answer them on the show. Uh, next episode will be the Star Trek special that uh, I think we've mentioned maybe in the past. If not, there'll be a bit at the end of this episode um, talking about that. So you should listen or watch uh, Star Trek Discovery before episode 20. Julian, you've still been using the iPhone. Uh, we obviously spoke about it in the last episode. Uh, we went a bit more in, yeah. in depth than probably we'll do today. Um so you are, just to recap, you are a uh, Microsoft guy, you are a Windows Phone user, the only one in the UK, and uh, you've been using my old iPhone 7 Plus. Uh, so if you want to find out what Jules thought about it originally, um, or more, you can listen to the previous episode, episode 18, we'll put the link in the show notes. And uh, But Jules, you have some, some more likes and kind of dislikes and plans about with, with this iPhone, so... Okay, go ahead and talk about those. Well, one of the things is um, that I have decided I will be it will be staying around because originally I was going to just try it out and then give it back to you, but yeah. but no, instead I'm going to give you some cold hard cash for it instead. Oh, nice. Because you know I I have actually I do feel like I have found use out of it. Um, like I said, originally the the plan was for it to be used instead of the um 
the, the Amazon Fire. That's not happened. I, I still use the Amazon Fire to watch uh, mm. YouTube because it's much better for, for that because it, there's no adverts in it. But basically what it means now is the Amazon Fire has one app that I use on it, which is essentially the YouTube app. I don't tend to use anything else on it really. Um, and the other applications, the, the applications I had access to because I had access to Android, I'm now running on the iPhone instead. And they run much better on there than they do on the Amazon Fire, unsurprisingly, because it's a much better device. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I am going to keep it around. I haven't put my SIM card in it. I am still using my Windows phone, my Lumia 950 XL. Um, obviously, for some applications, the iPhone is significantly faster i mean it just it just is it's just yep. better it just it's just a better newer device um even though it's not the newest iphone obviously but it's still it's still newer mm-hmm. in terms of um hardware and stuff in it um but i would say right now i probably do about 50 percent of my mobile email on the iphone and 50 percent on the on the um the 950XL. Have you had any problems, with, like sync, like any inconsistencies between where, like, you send an email or archive one, and then the other is not updated? Is that a problem that you're coming across? Mm, mm, no, no, none at all. Um, I mean, it's using Outlook on both, but Outlook on Windows Phone is the same as the version that is on. Sorry, Windows 10 Mobile is the same that's on the Windows 10 Desktop. Um, so it's slightly different to the one that you have on iOS, and I know they're bringing them closer together, but obviously. The one on iOS was the one they kind of bought in from the application accompanied uh, from beforehand. So it's a, it's a different UI, but um, I, it, it's completely seamless for me. It doesn't really matter which one I use um, because I get access to the same emails and everything else. Um, I have found that um, when we're in the office and things like that, and we use stuff like Teams, um, I've if we're doing a video call, it's so much easier for me to just use the iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's on the Wi-Fi um it it works really well for that right we can just it just works really well and teams for windows 10 mobile is not as good Mm. as the version for ios like the version for ios just works pretty well um absolutely no complaints so again with that like i would say i've used it a mixture but but that's installed on both um i don't know it's it has already proved its worth so uh it's it's sticking around whether i put my sim card in it Mm really depends what happens with the you know the surface phone andromeda mini tablet thing that's probably coming in the future so if you had to classify and describe in a short sentence what this phone is doing for you in your life or where it fits in in your like ecosystem how would you how would you phrase that apps (laughs) that's one word I mean, like you, but you, all right. You mean like you get apps on it rather than because you can't get them on the yeah. I, so so um, <laughs> I'll mention I'll mention one of the things. So um, you kind of before we kind of talked about this, and we said you know, is there like two more dislikes and two more likes about yeah. this? So really, I think the 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 thing that I dislike the most about it is the iOS parts of it. So I still don't like the way that the home screen and that thing that shows widgets and the search thing, like I just, any of that stuff, right. I don't like any of that. And I could go on about it for ages, but I'm not going to at this point. There's just no, there's no point. Um, and I find that the general kind of user input for anything other than touch is frustrating. So the keyboard uh, is 
it's subpar compared to the Windows Phone one for me personally. I find it really difficult to use, and I have tried a, a few different ones. I've tried using um, SwiftKey as well, which I found a little bit better in some ways. But I kind of want to use the iOS one, but I found that so frustrating between switching between um, the um, like the emoji keyboard and the other keyboard. I I mean I've told you guys about this, and I could go on about it, but I'm I'm actually not gonna. Um, and the other thing that I don't like is um, the navigation inconsistencies. Now, some of those don't bother me so much. In fact, they, though I do find it like I never realized how bad you guys had it for the net, for the inconsistent navigation. It's, it's actually not that bad, right? Because once you get used to how an application behaves, you're okay. Yeah. Um, but on Windows Mobile, the back button would be able to, to uh, like in situations where you've got a dialogue that's got like on iOS, you get like cancel or mm. close or an X in like the top right hand corner, the back button would close that, right? If you've got like a back button right. in the top left hand corner, the back button would do that. When you, uh, when you change a view in an application, the back button does that on iOS, you tend to use this swipe gesture. But the swipe gesture doesn't work when there's a control with content that gets moved. And say, for example, uh, Slack does this and uh, Microsoft To Do does this. If you do that swipe gesture, it like pulls over a bar from the side rather than changing navigation. You know what I mean, right? It's just so inconsistent, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really, the applications are still like good. They're still really good. Like the Slack app is much is so much better on iOS compared to the Windows one, which is mm. they've just left to rot basically. Um, so that stuff doesn't really bother me, but that stuff has that stuff is that's the stuff I don't like. So the stuff that I do like again is part of that kind of same thing. The apps, right? The yeah. apps, the the applications on it, general kind of apps that are not necessarily made by Apple, not necessarily made by a big firm at all some of them are really, really great, really great. Um, so the, the two that I would like to kind of call out as being my favorite ones would probably be Headspace and Lumosity, which are, uh, Headspace is like a meditation app, which I have used before. Yeah, and I had, um, yeah, I, I had a subscription for it and I had, I used it on the Amazon fire, but they, they did an update and they, they, they just never updated the Amazon fire version. And it just fell over. Whenever you do, you could never log in. So it just didn't work anymore. And I had to, I had to get, this is the problem with Android, right? I had to get a, an APK file from some website <laughs> and manually sideload it to get it to work. And then you never get updates. Mm. And so, um, one of the first things I installed when I got the iPhone was uh, headspace and it works so much better on iOS. It's so much more convenient as well because like the Amazon fire for me was the device that does, um, youtube and things right and it was just like having that as the meditation app just the meditation device wasn't really good whereas this um it works quite well for for me using it on the iphone so i just i could just do it that way uh and lumosity as well is uh, like a brain training application i haven't got a subscription to that Um, i just do the kind of free stuff on it but Again, I really enjoy it. Now, neither of these two applications use Apple's um, like look and feel uh, at all. They're just their own thing. They've got their own design language. It's very kind of solid colors, 
nice animations. They're both very, very smooth. They both work really, really well. They, they download things quickly. They start up quickly. They just, they work really, really well. They're not very, they're not very, they don't look very iOS-y. They look platform agnostic-y. Mm-hmm. They just look like a web thing. Right. But, um, stuff like that. Really, really great. Um, you know, as, as I mentioned before, things like Teams and stuff like that works really great on it. And, uh, for my, for my bank application, really, really useful having the bank application on there because previously I had to use the, the mobile website or just the website. Yeah. Um, and I had to enter in with the, with one of those, you know, those little plastic identifier things with the numbers on and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. in. Found it so irritating, so irritating. Whereas for the bank application, you just use touch ID and it goes straight in. Mm. Now, I, I am not saying that this bank application is like great UI or, you know, really well made application or anything like that. But the, the fact that it exists yes. and, and authenticating to it and seeing it's things easy. and being able to move money is, is really easy. That's, that's why I like it. And that's why I like it on this device. Um, and there are, there are plenty of other applications as well. You know, I've got the, um, I've got, the all the office applications i've got one note on there uh, i've got to do on there and things like that so it feels like it's a it's a good um like get get i would say get stuff done but i you know i have looked at things like instagram on it before so I, it's not always like productivity mm. but it's i pick it up and i dive into an application on the device and that's and that's how i use it which yeah. is quite different to the way that i use my phone my windows um know uh device because that um, i'm in the operating system more because right. i'm like looking at the tiles you know, right yeah because they actually have information on them i see yeah and you don't you you know you don't really get that on ios so i'm just kind of jumping into applications but that's okay widgets do that yeah have you, have you uh tried editing the widget screen and like taking things yeah. in and out and organizing them yeah all right that's good I, i'm not i'm not super impressed by them i i, I do like <laughs> I, I just think that they should have been integrated into like the notifications. Like the, that notification screen is poor, is super, super poor. It doesn't, it doesn't jo- like group them together by application. So, they, they, so, yeah. So this is something that they used to do years and years and years ago. And then I think when they went to iOS 7 and had the redesign, they removed that feature. And, um, you can't fair, even like, you can't even like hold on them to say, don't ever show me this again. And I've tried, I tried force pressing the hell out of that thing. There's no way of like getting a menu up that says, go away. You have to, you have to be like, oh, dismiss this, which by the way, seems like the wrong direction because you swipe from right to left, which just seems weird. And then you go into, then you go into, then you have to go into settings and then find the application in settings and then turn the notifications off for it. Like I say, all those kind of iOS operating system parts they're so bad. They're so bad. But uh, the applications themselves, yeah, yeah, really good. <laughs> it's such a weird. It's uh, like those applications on Windows. I would love it. <laughs> but they just don't exist. They're just not there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a weird thing because like, you know, you guys have had the benefit of these applications, um. Which is really, really great. So, you know, the, the Spotify is much better. Teams is much better. Slack is much better. All these kind of apps are just much, much better on iOS. But I do feel like you missed out on 
on a nice experience for the actual operating system. And, you know, I honestly, I think the windows, the windows mobile, um, it, it was really good. And it's such a shame that, I mean, this particular version just is the end of its life. It doesn't, it doesn't, they're not going to do anything with it anymore. There's going to be no new builds for it. It's a shame. Well, you know, I am interested, like I'm, by the way, I'm, no, I'm not going to take on the same kind of challenges like you have here and get a Windows phone and play with it because I have no. no there's, no, there's, there's literally no point. There's, there's there no be, that would be wasted. Yeah, it'd be completely but wasted time. I also think that if I did, there would be things that I wouldn't like at all. Like in the same way yeah. that you don't like these things, and that's purely because we're probably used to the ways of iOS, so it doesn't bug us like that. I, I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. yeah. It just feels like I'm like. It, when I interact with the shell and with the keyboard um, and the navigation, I just feel like it's not as that part is not as good. Mm. Like it's just not as good. It's like, I don't feel as nimble as in control. I just, it just don't feel that. But then at the same time, other parts of the system just feel so smooth, so silky. And um, the application is just so much better. It's, Mm. it's a really weird Mix. It's a really weird thing. It's a really kind of weird mix. I will say um, one one other thing that I did, uh, I've decided that I really like before I, yeah. I'm not going to go on too much about this. Um, so in general, I've tried more now with like force touching stuff because um, the one that, the one that surprised me was when, because I was complaining to you guys about that stupid magnifying glass thing, mm. which is horrible. Yeah, so we're highlighting you, text and you try and yeah, you try to point. put the cursor in a certain place, and it brings up this magnifying glass. And I was saying how much nicer the the Windows Phone one is because it has a little joystick essentially. Right. So if you just do one letter wrong somewhere, you can just press that back really quickly, and it's just the equivalent of an up, down, left, right um, key on the keyboard. And instead on, on iOS, you have to kind of like try and poke it with your big sausage fingers, or <laughs> like tap and hold on it, and then it brings up this weird magnifying glass above the it's just weird it's really weird right and then i don't know how it happened but i i think by mistake i force touched on the keyboard and you can move the cursor like that yes so that and I was like, kind of like it becomes a trackpad why didn't you tell me <laughs> why didn't you tell me i was like here i am going on about how awful this thing is and you don't like you don't care about it do you and the you interesting thing is i don't use it that much because I, I very rarely have to go and prod at some tech so I don't get how you can, like, I don't know. I, I use my phone a lot, though. I do a lot of stuff on it. You don't do as much text input. I try and limit it, but I'm still... Yeah, you, you try not to do it. So I, I I like to use my iOS devices for more... Um, all right. And I'm sure I, it's different I, on the iPad. I've been doing a lot more a lot recently, like, I guess, emails and uh, messaging you guys. I do a lot of that on it. Like, I'm not saying I don't, but I would rather do that on a computer or... I guess my iPads yeah. as well. Like I, I, using the iPad, yeah, the iPad keyboard isn't is it? different. Yeah. Um, but just on my phone, I like to try and keep the, those kind of related things to mostly just gestures and checking things and clicking and well tapping. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't really tend to use that that feature that much. And also, it kind of it does kind of weird me out a bit because you can go up and down really easily, and it's quite quick yeah i mean it's it is quite quick it's quite sensitive but um, i think you, you i mean i'm already used to it i quite like oh it. yeah for sure i mean but you guys know i, I have apparently a slow mouse which i don't think is true uh, yeah, your mouse is the slowest <laughs> mouse ever um but yeah so um you know i would say that that is one of the nice things that 
the operating system provides or supports is this full search and um <clears throat> being able to use it to switch between applications as well so if you where you do that swipe gesture you can force touch the swipe gesture to switch between applications too and i like that that's quite nice so <clears throat> i did try like force pressing on other things so if you force press on like um OneNote, you can create a new quick note directly from there mm. pretty cool I I need to remember these because whether I would do that or not when I'm in a hurry, I don't know. But so all of the ones that I have at the bottom of the screen, I can force touch on because they all support it. So if I want to quickly add a to do in Microsoft to do, I know that I can force touch on it and you don't need to hold. It's weird because the UI is a bit slow responding, but you don't need to force touch it for a long time. You can just force touch it quickly. And then for some reason of the, milliseconds later the, the ui does pop up yeah so you don't need to hold it you can force press so you can just force press something quickly and have that little box pop up and i, I quite like that it's like jump lists in windows mm. um, i do uh i do quite like the whole uh 3d touch i guess it's really a touch on on iOS. Oh, is it called 3d touch or is it called iOS is touch? 3d touch on the mac it's sorry. Force touch. um sorry but, i forget uh, the wrong name it's fine um i guess the action is force touching and you know it does it does the widgets too. I didn't I didn't yeah. you know I've seen that There's, on so, like the BBC weather if you if you press and hold on that it just tells you what the weather so is. This, great. this is the thing. A lot of um applications have this kind of stuff like all the home screen icons uh, uh, on on the phone you can force touch them and they have menus. And uh you can on the you know the home screen the icon grid the uh, what's it called? Springboard. Is it springboard? You know the 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 grid of icons yeah well the underlying the home screen yeah it's, it's oh yeah yeah they, well the only the only screen of use the the, the massive sea of applications i think springboard is uh, its code is actual <coughs> right it's yeah like finder it's like its actual name so if i if i uh force touch on uh overcast i get the widget with the now playing thing and yeah. episodes I can yeah, so play that's... on and you know? And so I really like that. So if I do it on to do, I get the ability to do a search on my day on new to do. If I do, these are the ones on my bottom. If I do it on Outlook, I get the Outlook widget that says my calendar, which is quite nice. Um, and then the ability to view calendar. So you can go directly into the things, you know, new yeah, email. Yeah, yeah. But uh, OneNote has uh, recent notes, new quick note, new list, new, and uh, take a photo. And Edge has, uh, oop, press the wrong button. I can't, apparently I can't force touch that one because it's right in the corner. Yeah, it has the ability to scan a QR code, which is, mm. I, I'll, that's handy if you know where it is, uh, but I'll probably forget. Voice search and uh, a new new tab, a new in private tab. I'd, I think it's great that they're there. I really like yeah, that. so they're, they're really helpful. But the same, what I, what, what I was going to say was that when they added this feature, like I was like, oh, I can do these things with force touch, but I never really experimented that much with, what else I could do with Force Touch? Oh, or 3D Touch, sorry. Um, you got me going now. And there are some, like, there's loads of things you can do on iOS apps where, you know, if you 3D Touch something, you can do something really cool and you don't I know wonder, the hard I wonder, of them. I wonder if, because I'm learning this system with fresh eyes, because mm. you've had, you've had yes. multiple yeah, versions. Yeah. And this is this the first version that I've come to, you know, I mean, I've used it on the iPad before. The first uh, version that I've come to for a long time um, has has got these features in. I wonder if I will try and, because this is how users discover things in user interfaces, yeah. by 
pressing stuff and seeing what happens, right? It's very common for users to discover applications that way. They'll hover over things or press things or hope for the best. Um, and I wonder if I will maybe use that more than you do because, mm. yeah, yeah. because I'm coming at it with those restaurants. It'll be interesting to see. So along with the, the new iPhone jewels that you've, you now have, you also got a Surface Book 2. I did. So yeah. you originally had, uh, well, you originally had two Surface Book 1s, and now you have one yeah. Surface Book 1 and a Surface Book 2. So you have Surface Book of 3, because 1 plus 2 I do, two yeah, so three. Surface Book 3. Yeah. Oh, I get terrible. it, I get it. That was, that was a good um, joke. Jordan, just, just leave. So, <laughs> so I had... Um, I had uh, I had two of exactly the same spec, which was at the time when the Surface Book came out, the highest spec. Oh, obviously, it got surpassed. But only at the time, by storage. The only in storage. Uh, no, because they, they, I mean the performance base and stuff came out later anyway. I thought we right? had the performance base. No, 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 no. What, what no, performance no. base? So um, I basically I had one for myself and one one for work. And, um, I did, I did, you know, I actually did have situations where I had both on my desk and I have both on my desk right now in front of me. Is one playing Minecraft? No, actually one's got the show notes on it and the other one's got Adobe Audition and Skype. So yeah. Um, but, um, you railed me there, but uh, (laughs) I have this. So now obviously the, the work machine got upgraded to the surface book two. Um, now like, Jordan, there is there was a performance based version of the service book, which had a thicker base, and the Surface Book Two, um, in thickness and size, is a bit like halfway between the original Surface Book and the performance base. It's like in the middle, so it's the the base is a little bit thicker, but it's not as thick as the performance base was. Um, and I, you know, I thought the performance base was a, bit, a little bit ugly, to be honest, because it had like a, it went, it, it was quite thicker, quite a bit thicker. And then it kind of had this, this um, inset part where the keyboard was. And I don't think it looked as, from a design point of view, it didn't look as nice to me. Um, but I think the Surface Book 2, the design is very nice. Um, absolutely no complaints about how it how it looks in terms of the design but i think for me the original surface book will always be the classic surface book and the others are just like thicker versions on the classic does that i don't know if that makes I sense to, i have to add in just here that it is noticeably thicker on the bottom to me and i know it's only like what a yeah. millimeter or something it's, like that yeah it's a couple of it's like a couple of millimeters in one place or like a millimeter in another but yes and it you, looks you do notice it and it's it like, does look chunkier. When you compared to the original service book, and also like it, it's kind of a shame that they've had to do this because, you know, uh, I guess technology, like especially with the service books, you want them to get smaller. You don't want them to get yeah. bigger. And I, and, I get it. And, that, and that's and that's why. Yeah, the the original one. That's why I would say design wise, that's like when you look back in time to the service book line, because I, you know, I don't know whether they're going to change it um dramatically next time because it still has the same hinge as it had before which is great and does make for a good size um it makes for good presence it doesn't uh it makes the base larger the way that the hinge works so it uh it's it's actually really good this hinge but people do say oh it looks funny when you close it It doesn't close as slim as it could because it's got like an air gap so it's probably something they will address in the future that will change um, but when we look back on the surface, the book, surface book, air. yeah, they might, yeah, you, the a thinner version, 
right? You can imagine it, right? I don't know what they'll call it, but yeah, maybe the air. <laughs> but I think we will always look back on the original Surface Book as being the the classic original Surface Book design. I don't know if that makes sense, but I would say that I still I like there's something about that original design that I still prefer. Mm. But but that aside, the Surface Book Two is is an obvious upgrade. Like it is. Uh, the performance is better, noticeably better. Um, the the graphics performance is better. Uh, the the processor is better. I have the one I've got is got the same amount of RAM, which is a bit of a shame. It's still got sixteen gigabytes of RAM. That is the max higher, amount but... they do, though, which is really I know. frustrating. I know, and you know what? I don't. I do. I run a lot of stuff. <laughs> I run a lot of stuff on my machine. I would prefer to have more, but I. It's not like I run out of memory, like, all the time. But I would prefer, honestly, I would prefer if it had double the double the memory. But it does, you know, and that thicker base at the bottom is allowing for that, um, you know, better graphics chip um, and way more batteries. Wait, so the 15-inch the slash the performance-based versions, you can't get those in a 32-gig configuration either? Uh, I don't think so, no. The fifteen, the fifteen-inch one. I, I don't know. So this is, yeah, it's worth mentioning. This is the thirteen-inch version, and they did make a fifteen-inch version, um, which seems quite large. Y- you yeah, guys, I don't you guys will so. have to join the forty-gig club soon. The forty-gig club. Oh right, yeah. Is that what you've got on your <laughs> Mac? You got forty gig. Oh, in yeah. Mac. yeah, I do. It's a, powerful, nice. it's a gorgeous little powerful machine. Oh, yeah. I mean, RAM is just one of those things where it would always be nice to have more because, like. You know, I'll be running the Windows subsystem for Linux and multiple instances of PowerShell and a lot of Electron apps, um, like you know Chrome, Chromium, and uh, Code and Insomnia and Slack. all these kind of Slack and, and, and Slack and and Teams, uh, and then you know Outlook really and then OneNote. And so I've got all of these things open and I would, I would definitely prefer to, to have more memory because that way I can have all of these things. I like to have open by default and then still have room to play with. But, you know, I, that aside, the, the, the problem is, is quite a lot better. Um, one of the things I would say is the battery. I, I've not measured it. I, I haven't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you how much better it is, but it feels a lot better. It's, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd, uh, I've used it on an evening without plugging it in um, and had plenty left over. It's much better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it would say if I unplugged it now. Let's see. I've got it on the highest performance settings, actually, so it, it probably won't even tell me. Nope. It's not even told me. I don't even, I don't know why. I do, I do like the, the ability with a laptop to have it plugged in all day using it. And then in the evening, like leave your charger at work and just be able to use it as normal. Yeah, sit on the sofa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, in the evening, and you know, it die. It might be dead by the end of it, or it'll have enough left, and you know, for tomorrow. But then you get to work the next day, and you plug it back in, and all's good. I do, I do like. Yeah, that. yeah, I like that as well. Um, yeah, so I mean, me unplugging it right now, it just said that it was one. It just said that it was still a hundred percent, so it didn't actually tell, give me. I, I guess you got to unplug it for a while for it to tell you how long the battery's going to last. Um, but it, it definitely feels better. 
the screen battery itself, uh, I would say is, is on par the screen battery. And John, I'm sure you'll agree if, if you've used it like this, doesn't last very long. Um, uh, I don't, it's not like your iPad, right? I guarantee it wouldn't last as long as your iPad. No, I mean, my iPad lasts days. Like, like, yeah, it's, it's one like, of the if wonders this- of my life is the iPad. But yeah, like I, I know what you mean. You know what? To be honest, I completely forgot that the actual screen has batteries in it. I've just, I've just had that realization <laughs> moment that when I take it off the base. What do you, what do you think? That it's, it's still a separate on, battery. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, it is a separate, it's a separate battery. It's yeah, so it's, it's got two batteries basically. Battery, battery one is the battery in the screen, and battery two is the battery in the base. And it will, it will use power from both of them, but it will favor battery two until battery two is more or less depleted and then it will favor they'll take battery one as well so you so the idea is it discharges that you can, them both currently though because it, it, it does discharge them both yes it does discharge them both at the same time but it seems to take more from two than it does from one i don't necessarily think i guess it's because there's yeah more i don't actually two, think right, that's I? A, I don't know if the power management actually does that or it's that's just physics of batteries that the it's it seems it seems to it seems to do that um I mean, I, I actually unplug mine quite a lot. And for the Surface Book 1, I tend to unplug it more often than the Surface Book 2, actually, because um, sometimes I like to play uh, <laughs> I like to play Minecraft on the, on the Surface Book screen without it plugged into the base because you don't need really good graphics. You don't really need the NVIDIA graphics for that. And I use like a, a tablet um, holder Oh, my device. God. I've just realized something. <laughs> What? When my when my when my computer's plugged in to the power, my Surface Book, it's mm. set to best for battery life and not best performance. But you don't want that. No, I just realised. No wonder. No wonder I have such issues. No wonder. Oh yeah. my goodness me! It'd be interesting to see what this changes now for your life. I we will follow up this on this. Why... We will we will follow see, up. If on we this. didn't do this Mine podcast, best, right, best I would never have right known, now. even though we sit together at work. Yeah. So mine is set to best performance right now. I have actually noticed, and I guess this is a defect on the Surface Book 2, but, um, uh, and I mentioned it to you guys before, I had this weird thing where I, I've seen lag on like the, the graphics or on the cursor. Um, and I guess it's a, uh, it's a bug with the drivers or something because I, I, it seems to be really easy for me to reproduce. Um, unplug the Surface Book change it from being best performance to recommended or best for battery life, move the cursor around, it lags after a while. Switch it back to best performance and it's super smooth. Dumb question then. What, I mean, I, I kind of know the answer to this, but I'm asking for the sake of asking. What does it actually do when you when you go to best performance? on a, does, it, does it change everything? Is it just... It changes like the, the the clock speed and stuff like that, like the amount that it hammers the CPU. It reduces the uh, background tasks and um, it reduces things like the brightness. And there's separate settings as well. So you can actually choose what each one of these does. So you can say, for example, on best battery life, the screen turns off after two minutes. On best performance, the screen never turns off. So, so you, does you it, could actually choose these. Does it actually change the clock speed though? Does it actually change speed settings on your processor? I've always wondered this. I, I believe so. I mean, we can, we can, I mean, I can, I can test it at some point. I believe so. 
Because I'm, I was I, never I, convinced. I believe it that, that reduces uh, it reduces um, background tasks as well. Though actually, saying that, I'm saying that now. I think actually reducing your background tasks is when it goes into the battery saver yeah, I mode. Thought that would be the case. Mm, yeah, so maybe I'm wrong there in terms of the performance. What else are you wrong about tasks? tools like clock speed changes? Hmm. Mm. Could be. Could be. I, Could be. I mean, if it's anything like the the mode that like the original windows mode where it literally is just okay when it's plugged in it's balanced and that way it's you know you you set it to the balance setting which means that it's literally just screen turning off keyboard you know keyboard backlight times and stuff like that i know that in energy saving mode you know regardless of whether you're in high performance or not you know when the the battery goes green you know the little little mm-hmm. leaf sign is it is it like a leaf it's like eco mode yeah and it definitely just, does yeah. affect the processor it like shuts off i want to say it shuts off like cores but i'm not on so my my phone that, that was a feature that was first on came to windows phone um and yes it definitely does slow down the system and it stops background tasks so uh i don't know about win32 applications but like uwp applications will stop doing things like collecting email in the background and synchronizing so you, your OneDrive will stop syncing and things like that Yes, I, I mean, um, so I, I mean that really goes to battery saver mode. Yes, it definitely it definitely makes a difference. So you've said it's got it's got it's a good solid upgrade, more performant, battery's really nice, and the original design is 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 the classic Surface Book, and this one's a bit thicker, but it's still yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that, but overall, I would if I was given the choice between the two of them, I'd definitely mm. take the Surface Book too. Question: Yep, how do you find having a USB C port? Has that affected you all? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. No, I mean it, it's it's useful for plugging into a screen, mm. and um, I had some issues with the particular screen, which is the same as Jordan's screen with the Surface Dock, and then I plugged it in via USB C, and it worked a treat. Um, but other than that, I've not plugged anything else into the USB C port. I mean, you know, I could plug my phone into it to charge it if I wanted, but um, I. I never have a C to C cable on me, and I do have a C to A cable. Uh, mm. Mm. I mean, I've got I've got loads of the dis- mini DisplayPort to VGA adapters and things like that hanging around. I've got Apple ones actually. Yeah, and um, I you know I can't use those on, on this because no. I'd have to get a new set of um, a new set of USB uh, a, a new set of adapters. Really, I I don't know. I maybe. Maybe this is one that I will decide later in in its in the machine's life because if I get another dock or something like that, because at the moment I'm using the Surface Dock. Yeah. If I didn't have a Surface Dock and I was buying because uh, I've got Surface Dock at work, I've got Surface Dock at home. If I wasn't using a Surface Dock, if I was using something else, maybe I would look at getting a USB C based dock. So I don't know. I think that'd be an interesting thing to see. So the, this has been something that's kind of interesting me a little bit. One, obviously, I've just explained that I can't plug both my new keyboard in and my Tascam uh, uh, USB preamp for this microphone in uh, at the same time right now. Um, and that's when using this MacBook. Now, I don't have that problem on my Mac because it's it's got so many ports of all the different types and it's awesome and it's a baby. But I am now going to be taking the iMac between two places and... The idea of having to plug in power and all, you know, and these cables and headphones and uh, USBs and 
all this kind of stuff is a bit annoying. And I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to have just one cable. I mean, obviously, I'd have to plug in power, but two, so two cables instead of everything. And just be able to, you know, sit it down and go, right, that's in. And then everything else that's on this desk is already plugged in. You can do that with USB, right? With USB-C? You can do it with USB. Oh, because oh. for for an iMac, the screen's already in it, right? Yeah, but I would so... I would want to do it over USB-C because USB-C is better. Uh, and also, <laughs> USB-C what I'm saying is... is better. Way better. Um, and also, with this, this MacBook, I would be able to get all those devices plugged in by the one port as well and also power it i think so that is quite nice and there's, there's like a really nice belkin uh i think it's belkin um dock USB-C dock that that will give me the ability to do all this but it's three it's like 300 pounds and it's like oh wow really yeah mm. so it's that's annoying there was actually a really nice um wait attached. the imac doesn't have USB-C. it does mine does does it yes it has Whoa. two USB-C, four USB-A. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's amazing. My mind has been blown. I did not know that. All right. That's yeah. That's... If only, if only the iPhone had it. So that was part of the the reason why I I was like, right, this is the time for me to get an iMac, uh, because I was like, yeah, this is you know, uh, I was waiting for a Mac that had USB C as well as the the performance upgrade that the iMac came with. So that was a and, and that display. So that was a great kind of upgrade for me. Um, and that was kind of what I was waiting for. Although now mm. it's kind of like, when do I take the step to a Mac Pro? Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I, I would quite like to have a dock, but I, I'm not. I'm, right now, I'm not going to pay three hundred pounds. Bearing in mind, I would need one in t- the two places, so six hundred pounds to get that. But I do find that having USB C on this Mac is both a blessing and a curse because I'm right now you've able. Got one, to, you've only got one of them though. Two, two, two of them. One on each side. No, they're two on the same side, isn't it? And then it's got three, doesn't it? Yes. No, why would it have three? Is that the other Mac? Is that the 15 inch? The 15 inch has four. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so it has two on either side on the 15 inch. Um, but the, so this Mac, like I have an adapter plugged in right now that's giving me a power, uh, basically USB-C pass through and the plug into my, my preamp. And then I have a spare USB-C port. Now, when I'm in an office with a, an external display, I have power and my display plugged in. So that's both of them taken. And it's like, all right, I can't do anything more of this. Um, I do actually have to use the adapter all times now because I need to plug in my USB-A keyboard. Uh, so that's a bit annoying. <laughs> I do want to resolve this, though. There is Money can be spent and resolve this. How many USB-A is on the adapter you have? One. One. Why only one? Do you know how much that adapter cost? It's like seventy quid. No. Eighty. Uh, yeah. Eighty quid. Why? Yeah, it's so it's got, so it's, it's got HDMI and USB A with a USB C pass through. Mm. Joke. But it is. You know what? It's actually is. I think it's a good. It's a good uh, adapter to have for it's USB-C. A good, it's a good. It's a good mini adapter. Right? It's like oh, it's a I can. Adapter, I can power it's USB. Not a, it's not a dock. I can plug in some USB device and I can yeah. give it power. I can plug in one USB device, not yes. some well, USB. Oh, right. <laughs> but no, I said an, a, a, I said a USB device, and I can connect it to a display or a projector or something. You know, when you do, like, say, you're doing a presentation or something. So I think this is a good, and it also it does leave one more port open for USB C stuff. So. I think you know it's it's a fine adapter. 
It's a shame it doesn't have two USB A's though, because I think really, really two USB A's. Yeah, but it's like already it's function. already huge, and it would be even worse if it had that on it. Like it would just be huge. Mm. I do think they should offer variations of it so that you could you could have multiple of these that were at different prices. Let's say that let's just say that and get it over with. Um, but yeah, I, I I do think it'd be nice to have different variations of it. To have like, mm. oh, I can just you know give me a USB C pass through pass through for power and. Uh, here's two USB A's, you know. But I think I think money can be spent here. Money can be spent to resolve these issues. That's fine. <laughs> well, um, just to, on on USB C news, I tried plugging my phone charger into my Surface Book to see what would happen. Oh, it it said it was plugged in but not charging. Why was your phone charging? Well, because <laughs> sorry, wait, no, is no, it your no, phone charger? My phone charger. Uh, yeah. You know what's interesting is um. Oh. When you got your Surface Book Twos, and we were having a look at the chargers, the actual chargers for the Surface Book Twos are much they bigger, are. much bigger. Like the one that I have here, that's plugged into my Surface Book, is really sm- It's like it's like the right size. It's like, yeah. but it's understandable because they've increased the amp, the ampage that it. You know what? Mine's six, mine's still in my drawer. Yeah, well, <laughs> your your bigger it. batteries. So I guess they up the charger to to compensate for the charge time. But still, I mean, I should probably bring that home because I'm I'm using my standard uh, Surface charger on this Surface Book Two at the minute. I wonder how bad that would be for the charger because you know what they say about like for the charger, yeah, for the charger. Because oh, you're scaring me well, now. I should I should get I should get the other one. Well, I I mean I don't know how the power management stuff works. I'm sure these days it's much smarter, but it's kind of like the idea that your the current Surface Book charger that you're using like it's like max storage four amps. So the machine will, because again, it's probably assumes you'll use a bigger, nah, they'll be, they're much smarter these days, surely. I'm sure they are. But yeah, no, I was going to say the, they are double the size. But I should probably bring that larger one. Here. Yeah. If you're, if you're using that at here. home, but don't you have a dock at home though? Yeah, but I've got two machines in front of me. I haven't got, <laughs> I've got two surface books in front of me right now. One of them's, one of them's plugged into the dock. Um, and the other one's plugged into a, just a normal charger. So I think that's. I think this means that it's what Jordan's turn to get a new, get a new computer. I'm staying well clear of new computers right now. All I want to do is reflash my computer. You know. Yeah, you need to reinstall it. So I, I have been taking some thought about what would be my next device, and there's been some images going around, going on a on a, on a tangent. Um, to wrap this up, there has been some images going around of bezel-less iPhone 10 style iPad Pros. Really? And yeah. oh god, they're gorgeous. Do they have a notch? Yes. Uh, and they're, they're be- embrace the notch, guys. Deal with so, it. So um, so and I would I I reckon if 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 a 12.9 version came out of a bezel-less iPad with even if it had a, a 12.9, surely yes. you'd get the smaller it would have one. Faith. Surely would get the no. smaller one. No. What do you have now? You have a I have a 12.9 inch Pro. But I love the screen size. The only reason it's like huge is because it has, you know, an inch bezel either side of the screen. So having that oh, reduced to I nothing see. would be insane. Like a that would be oh it'd be gorgeous. It'd be like a pane of glass. So which is you know, it's just the goal. So I reckon if they did that and that you know, this could be happening soon, in March maybe, there might be an event or April. What this month? Um, yeah, that they they used to well the their iPad events used to be in March. Um so, if this was to come out, I reckon I I would 
So what would Probably you do? You'd sell your you sell your iPad Pro. No, and then get you'd have you have double it up. Yeah. Have you already got two iPads? iPad. Uh, yeah, but I would. <laughs> I haven't got two already. <laughs> I forgot. Wait, I thought you had two. I had a. I you had, had one before. I had a nine point seven inch uh, iPad four before. Um, but I got Where's rid of that. I, I sold it like uh, two years ago, a year ago. Oh, I thought you still. I thought you still had it. No, I got rid of that because I didn't use it. Well, you had two iPhones until recently. Yeah, I mean, one of them was sat powered down on on the side so i but i i, I would totally snatch that like snatch that up that'd be great snatch that up is that a thing you can say yeah yeah i mean right okay so yeah i would I, love that i don't know i don't think a good i do i do like the so th- i do like the size of the 10.5 but is i think size jordan yeah but i think if the 12.9 was bezel-less and it was slimmed down that would be incredible for me I, I would love that i would obviously love it I don't like the I like the size I like the size of Jordan's. Yeah. I we we were in a meeting the other day and Jordan had his in front of him and it just seemed like a it seemed like a good size. It was off most of the time. You turn it on occasionally to do stuff with it and you put it back down. Mm. It just seemed like a good size. I was using my um my surface book in, in tablet which mode. was in tablet mode and it was I put it I actually folded it over so the, the screen was uh, the base was still on it. The software was great, but it's quite actually, it was quite a large thing. Mm. To, to have actually you, you had your ipad as well yeah i did and it's currently on the floor next to me um because i don't i haven't i didn't want to have enough but i don't want to have it on the desk you know what i've actually just realized though what i this is this is what i would do if if i could and if if money permits and you know uh everything's good what i would do is i would sell the ipad the, the current ipad i've got i would buy a 12.9 inch i would also buy a 10.5 inch <laughs> i had a feeling you were going to say that I had a feeling that, you were say now, that. now who you know who can fault with that right and there's actually a reason um there's actually a reason why i i you know would want different size devices both personal use and something that that might uh come around in the future which would be quite cool um so yeah that would probably be the dream that'd probably be the dream jordan what would make you upgrade slash switch out the ipad like because uh, we spoke about this actually briefly in person about how uh, you used the 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 iPad so much that you 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 wouldn't have a problem with upgrading that every year. It's like if you know if something came out that you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, or this seems helpful. I love the idea of a bezel-less iPad. I do. Like, I would, I would instant buy, but then you probably wouldn't have Touch ID, right? Yeah, which is fine. Well, see, I I see fine. The phone I can kind of like live with, but the iPad I couldn't. Why? Because Why? I find, like, I don't want to hold my iPad up. Like, if I have my iPad on the desk, and I, which I do and a you lot, do, and you I do, don't want, yeah, yeah I and that. I do not want to have, I do not want to have to lean over it or pick it up just to f- log in. So, uh, Andrew, am I correct in saying you tend to have yours on the, on the case where it's kind of, like, facing towards you? It's, like, leaning up a little bit. Uh, yeah. You, you mean, like, you the, tend to use it like that. Yeah, like, kind of, like, it's on, like, a, like, uh, a slightly... Like it's on a um, a door wedge. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I would. I'm just. I'm not entirely sure, but I think I've seen Jordan using it more completely flat. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I use mine completely to flat. Be, most to be time. fair, I usually do use mine completely flat. But I've, I, I, I sometimes come across it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can put it in this orientation. Yeah. I'm going to do that for a while. I think it depends. You tend to have it in that mode when you're in meetings, where you're you're just kind of like reading like an agenda. Or there is also a, a reason of, for slightly raising it as well like yeah it's a, it's a large display with a lot of stuff on it and 
some of that stuff is not for everyone's eyes. <laughs> so you want to kind of angle it up a little bit to, you know, just make it more about you. Yeah, you can't choose any angle though, like on a like on a uh, Surface Pro. No, I mean the, I would. Like, I w- we talked about this before actually because I was. I was trying to decide if I wanted to get a um, a Surface Book 2 or a Surface Pro. And I would love a Surface Pro for all the reasons you're talking about having a nice, powerful tablet that's in front of you. Yeah. Like, I would I would love to use a Surface Pro like that. Also, yeah, if they did a 27-inch iPad, I would buy one. 27-inch? Yeah. What? <laughs> I would love that. 27-inch? That would be amazing. What? What would you do with it? Oh, you I couldn't carry that around in your backpack. But what, yeah, but isn't, isn't the Surface Studio 27-inch? Yeah, but it's not right. an iPad. It's, a it's not an iPad. It's a... <laughs> what you're saying is you want a touchscreen iMac. Right, so they... No. Well, that's the no. thing. T- touchscreen I want, touchscreen no, no, iMac. No, 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 no. I want a touchscreen I, I think device. I think Andrew just officially said no, that he wants a, a touchscreen Mac. That is not true. Um, I, the iPad has, like, that would be such an incredible change that I would want to try something like that. And I also, to update the I, want, I, I want my Mac to be to be a non-touchscreen device and I want iOS to continue being a touchscreen device. Also, 27-inch. Oh, How amazing would that be? I'd be like, ah, oh, someone help me lift the iPad off the table. <laughs> Can we take this downstairs, please? You have two, we can, let's, get back to the, let's get back to the point in hand. <laughs> if it didn't have Touch ID, I don't <laughs> think I would switch quick, quickly because I, I just wouldn't want to, every time I'd sign into it, I, I like that it's so but quick this, this so interesting. Easy just so to touch this ID is actually an interesting comment because um, touch, uh, sorry, Face ID on the phone right now is current uh, implementation that is on the iPhone 10 that I own has its flaws where uh, if you're completely sideways, it probably won't work. Although I actually managed to do that this morning, um, which is weird. And sometimes it's a bit iffy, but you can get around it by lifting it up and down again, which is helpful. Um, but if this is the thing about the iPad, right? If they put Face ID on an iPad, they would have to make it work on multiple orientations. It would have to be more more robust and way better because that iPad gets gets put in so many different orientations and uh, you know variations. So it would have to be way better, which is why mm-hmm. Face ID on the iPad would be. You can't take the Face ID on the phone as what Face ID would be like on the iPad. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But at Thank the same you. point in time, they may... I, put it this way. For it to wow me, I would have to have the thing flat on the table and be set up right in my chair right, to detect this, my face. This is the thing, and right? You know how they'll do this, right? They'll just put twice the amount of notches on it. <laughs> that would just be double, terrible. double the notches. Oh, no, there'd be four. There'd be <laughs> no, four no, times. No, no, no. Yeah, they'll put four notches on it and it'll it'll create a 4D spectral image of your face using the room oh god sounds scary but yeah like like you're saying jordan they would also have to make it work flat down which is interesting this is kind of uh meta i guess when we discussed this um in, in person when i said i wanted to talk about this um there's something that occurred to me is is one that jordan you've been listening to more podcasts purely uh through me and jules we used to speak about podcasts quite a lot and we don't anymore so, first of all, let's just get this question done. Uh, Jules, where are you at with podcasts? Like, Hello Internet and Cortex, like, where, where are you up to at this point? Because I'm, I'm always up to date with them. 
I don't know. Yeah, where good you're question. Going I I um I switched to listening to quite a lot of um audio books instead yes. of podcasts. So um the last thing that I the last thing that I did the last kind of big uh, podcast listening session I did was I caught I at the time I caught up with Hello Internet. And I started all the way from the beginning and I listened to all of them to a certain point. And I don't actually know what that point is. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, and then, uh, I listened, I listened to them all. And then it was like, you know, with hello internet, but I, I don't know what it's like these days. Cause unfortunately I haven't listened recently. It's amazing. Um, but they used to sometimes be like quite long gaps between episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh yeah, I'll listen to the next episode. And then it like the next time I got in the car, it, there wasn't one. Yes. And so I listened to something else. And I think I, at the time I listened to a, an audiobook, and th- like from that point forward, my, all my commutes were audiobooks instead of podcasts, uh, for some reason. Now I still listen to the occasional episode of, um, you know, Cortex, uh, the pen addict, um, dot net rocks. Uh, I haven't listened to hello internet because I, I keep thinking that I'm going to go back and, and catch up with them. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's, I still, I still like podcasts and I tend, I will listen. I feel like I will go back and listen to some of these, but, um, I don't know why, but I just got into a audiobook thing. Yeah. And I've, I'm still in it. I mean, the other day I was listening to an, uh, an audiobook and I could have been listening to podcasts, but I just decided to listen to a, an audiobook. Yeah. Um, I, I also have audiobooks, but I, I 100% like prioritize podcasts over yeah. audiobooks. And I use this into audiobooks when either something has been in my, like, has come to my attention that's actually really, really great and I'm enjoying through an audiobook, or like, it's just I've got no podcast left to listen to. But podcasts, hundred yeah. percent of the time, pretty much. Yeah, it's, that's your priority, and yes. I think my, I think that's that used to be the case for me. But I think something happened with the listening to the audiobooks. I think maybe I enjoyed like a like a few in a row that just that made me, um, you know, want to just continue mm. with with the audiobooks. But um, more recently, um, a, a couple of months ago, actually, I I, I was going to listen to podcasts again. I was just like, oh, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to some podcasts today instead of this audiobook. I think it was between audiobooks. Right. And I went to, I went to do that, and the app that I use, because I reinstalled my phone a little while back, um, is no longer available on the Windows Store. Like, it's just not there anymore. They, the, the developers just decided that they weren't going to maintain the Windows version anymore, and they just they obviously removed it from the store, so I can't find it, even though I paid like three quid or whatever it was for it. Um, I can't re-download it. I couldn't actually find it in the list of apps that I'd had installed before, which is kind of strange because usually you, c- you can. Um, and because uh, it had a web service as well, so it like synced the the last like the, the, the ones that you played. Mm. Um, but for some reason, it just seems to have wiped uh, the history of like where I got up to. So if I go into the website now, it was Pocket Cast I used, by the way. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't tell me where I was. I really like the app because it would synchronize between the website and other devices. And if I listened to, you know, up to episode 10 of a particular series, it would mm. mark from one to 10 as, as listened to, I was going to say mark as read as, as listened to. And then, so when you play, press on the icon, it would just start playing episode 11. And I love that. It's great for the way I listen to podcasts. I'm always behind. I never, I don't like to use the word behind because it, I don't want it to feel like it's a chore. I was always, you know, 
I always have multiple episodes to listen to. And sometimes I would listen to them, you know, binge listen to them and, and finish them off. But yeah. um, I've lost that history. So it, I basically, what I'm probably going to do is start again. <laughs> and um, whether I do that, I, I might end up doing that on Overcast. The, the only issue with that is that I wasn't planning on pairing the iPhone with my um, with my car. Yes. And I often listen to that. And, and you know, I, I listen to stuff while walking as well. And I always did that on my Windows uh, mobile device. And I, the iPhone isn't really that kind of, it's it's a use on Wi-Fi device for me right now. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. You could download the that's files the, on, on your yeah, iPhone. Yeah, but that, would, that sounds like, oh, that sounds horrible. So um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know you what I'm going to do, but that's, that's where I am right now. For Windows. Uh, there are other ones. You there know, are other ones. It's just that I... I had it all set one. up in one system yeah. and it's, that's just not worked now. And, you know, I just, I haven't invested any time sorting it out because I have a stack of audiobooks that I want to listen to too. So I really miss talking about podcasts with you. Like when I started Hello Internet, like it was amazing. And I still think it's amazing to this day because I still listen to it as soon as it comes out or, uh, when I can. And um, we used to talk about it quite a lot and now we don't and I miss it. I also Cortex as well. I also got um friend friend of ours, uh, Bradley, into both Hello Internet and Cortex uh, around the time when we started listening to it. And I was like, dude, you, you have listen to, to Analog. I do. Well. Yeah, I do listen to Analog. Yeah. I, I listen I listen Analog to, was one of the ones I listened to. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, uh, I mean, I'll have to count them up while we're talking later. But it's easily, I don't know, 20, something like that, 20 podcasts. Um, and as soon as one comes out, like I'm always like, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, you know, so I, I do quite like them. Uh, Jordan, as I mentioned, you've been listening to more podcasts. Only by proxy of being in the car with you. But you've been really enjoying them to the point where in the car the other day when I said there's a new home internet, you were like, oh my God, new home internet. Let's put it on now. <laughs> I think that's a bit of an over-exaggeration. It's really no, not, I can't imagine though. you saying it's that. It's really not. No. Maybe it was I, the monster like, you were I, having, but you were genuinely that I excited. Like, I like Hello Internet. I think that's the only one that I really like. I just Cortex like that well? CGP. Well, I just like CGP Grey's voice. Yeah, he does quite velvety, voice. isn't it? That's what everyone says. Yeah, I would say. I would say if I was if I was to if I was to pick like if I could only listen to a couple of podcasts like on the entire internet, um, Hello Internet would definitely be one of them. Um, just because I just really like the chemistry and just sort of the. Yeah, two dudes talking. I just, I really like it. Sorry, I'm just, in the, I'm trying to count how many podcasts I listen to and keep getting and what's, sidetracked. What's the number? Uh, well, let me go. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. 25 26 27 28 29 30 31 32 and we're now yeah so yeah i was quite quick because but the thing is you've got to remember that i listen to a minimum of one every day when i'm on my walk uh and then i will then play more when i'm in the house for example doing something else or yeah washing you, up you don't or cooking. so you don't run out you don't run out of i do i do like every Oh, you do? Okay, because I used to. Hmm. It is a certain event in my life in which I need, I'm like, end up listening to and binging a, like a bunch of them. I do. Um, and sometimes like there's a general drought 
that I run out because, like, you know, a holiday and everyone stopped recording for a certain period of time, which means there's like, nothing over that period of time. And mm. I will have caught up, and then it's like, all right, now I have to wait for something to come back. So there is, there is that. But generally, I do keep update up to date with them, and uh, mostly I'm okay. But yeah, I. <laughs> But looking at this list, though, like there's some really, really good podcasts that I listen to. Like, so if I was to list kind of like my top four in no particular order: Hello Internet, Cortex, and uh, Accidental Tech Podcast. Oh, and then the last spot that gets tough. You know, I'm gonna have to combine these, but Bionic and Bonanza, which are two um, podcasts by uh, Mike Hurley and a guy called Matt Alexander, who uh, basically, Bionic started as like a, a kind of like a connected, which is like a technology weekly technology ecosystem show, and then turned into absolute chaos. And if you're into those shows and like you've listened from uh, when it started to go funny, like they're absolutely hilarious, and it's it's just amazing. So that's that's like my top four, I would say. But even then, like I'm I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, there's you know analog and uh, my brother, my brother and me, and um, a couple of us like the Unmade podcast as well, which is uh, Brady, and then there's Upgrade and Connected, which I also really like. So I have quite a lot of shows. I I really like all of them, and it's really hard to uh, categorize. But I think yeah, Hello Internet would have been my favorite. Or would be my. I favorite. have I have heard of most of those, which is probably a good sign. Yeah, so I, I I know I know what a lot of them are. I've heard episodes of quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. I never got into ATP. I think it's something that I would be interested in. Yeah. Um. But uh, I don't know. The good thing about ATP is that they do a lot more technical. Like sometimes they go a lot more technical, like technically into things that rather like than other shows do because they have the knowledge between them. Um, Yeah, they can really get into exactly. Yeah, I I would. I would just like to to mention like two two really. I suppose that, that that like I say, I haven't really listened to them so much recently. But I think they they were kind of. They're important to me. So uh, .NET Rocks, which was the first podcast that I ever listened to mm. when um, you know podcasting became a thing. They were they were brand new at the time. They've had a lot of episodes. They've been going a very long time. Um, I really really learned a lot from .NET Rocks. I haven't listened to it so much recently, and uh, the last few times that I've listened to it is because other people have said to me, "Oh, that latest episode of .NET Rocks was really interesting because they talked about this particular problem that we have right now." Uh, you know, it's worth listening to. So I would listen to it. But um, back when I was still, you know, I, relatively new to the world of .NET, I suppose, yeah. I learned a lot about other parts of the framework and systems and things mm. that I just never, I'd never heard about. And hearing some developers chat about it, I got a lot from it. And the other one I would say was The Pen Addict, which, um, you know, though Hello Internet is probably one of, I, if I had to pick one episode, sorry, one um uh, podcast that you know just all around i could just listen to it and it's a favorite i'd probably pick hello internet mm-hmm. but the pen the pen addict was yeah as, again you know really really special to me because i um i loved uh, going back and like, so I, I listened to it like part way through and um you know I, I was just like this is amazing it's i love pens and this, they're talking about pens and paper and all this stuff and i absolutely loved it and i went back and i listened to um you know the the whole back catalog and everything mm. um there's, there's about 300 episodes yeah, or something like that a lot. um and i i really really 
love that because it was about a topic that was you know something that was really really interesting to me and i learned a lot more about the topic than i had before so i think you know uh donut rocks and the pen Addict share that commonality of being about a subject but hello internet um is just entertaining oh, it's so um, good it's re- i urge yeah. anyone listening if you haven't listened to hello internet just just go from the start and just keep listening and i swear by you know a couple of episodes maybe five max like as it goes on you'll just be absolutely in love and it's so good and it only gets better i, I do really really enjoy hello internet uh jordan i'm guessing you couldn't really form a top three you could probably talk, form a top two and it'd be hello internet and cortex yeah yeah I, I you know it'd be good if you, i think if you started listening to more audio like audio um audio form related things you you tried you tried audio books didn't you as yeah, well i um i just it i just it's time it's purely a time thing and i don't have a routine at the moment that allows me to go i like I, 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 I watch lots of Netflix. <laughs> That's my audio book. Okay. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, and I've, I've thought about this before. You can't just swap Netflix for Netflix for something else. Like it doesn't really work. I think having like something like Netflix is a, is a special kind of just putting something on and having it on. Yeah. And I, I, that's not something you can swap with. Um, so that, that time is like Netflix time, right? And, you know, I I watch YouTube and things as well, but that that kind of just put stuff on and just play the next episode, please. Um, And I find it easier to sit with a laptop on my knee watching Netflix than I do listening to a podcast because, as I I noticed in the car, he's like, oh, did you hear that on the podcast? Why aren't you laughing? I'm like, and I'm on my iPad or I'm on my laptop. He's like, I'm like, no, no. And then he gets stressed out on me because I didn't hear it. (laughs) And it's like, like, oh, so good yeah the the best time for me was um walking and driving that was the that was the best time for podcasts for me though back in my i just have to listen to all of this particular series with like hello internet and the pen addict when i was like chaining them and listening to, to them um sometimes i would listen to them in the evening as well um but i think you know walking walking and driving were like the number the number one times for me to to yeah to enjoy podcasts and that is purely taken up by um audiobooks yeah now like it's just it's the same spoken audio which i still you know love dearly that that way of like getting information um but i just i'm still so very much into my audiobooks like it's difficult for me to to mix in some podcasts but i i, I think i'm gonna try to do that again because i do want to um and i think if i set up an app or work out what i'm gonna do and have it so that i can just press play i probably will press play at some point mm. it'd be good to catch up again about some some of the latest stuff because it's been really enjoyable with the shows that we have in common yeah 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 i think i, I think what i'd like to do is listen to cortex again from the beginning mm. um they could quite like that because I've got re- I've got very strong because this is the thing like I find that when, with the walking in particular I end up having like stronger memories of the episodes yeah because I yeah, I yeah, kind yeah. of remember like what it was like when I was walking at that time I don't know why yeah it, I do that's, that as well. that's just that's just the thing. I have an image of and I have when I've heard something 
Yeah. And I think I have some really good ones with Cortex. And um, uh, in particular, I remember it when it was quite sunny and uh, going for nice walks um, and and listening to this stuff. And, uh, you know, Cortex is about like work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I got value from that for productivity and stuff in general. And, you know, you know me, I love that stuff. Yep. So um, I really enjoyed listening to it and then, you know, being out on a walk and then coming home and then just being like, I'm going to put some of these things into action and, and I end up writing things in my uh, my Windows phone into OneNote whilst I'm out walking because there'd be some interesting thing or whatever. So yeah, I think I'd like to listen to Cortex again from the beginning. And Hello Internet, I would like to just work out where I was and maybe go mm. back a couple of episodes because I don't need to go back to the beginning because I just don't think I need to um, and then catch up from there. Yeah, something, just to wrap this up, I think that, Something I want to do as well is kind of reconsider what we aim to kind of do on this podcast. And this is kind of inside baseball. But I think thinking more about the podcasts I enjoy and kind of what I would like to talk about as well. Um, it'd be good to kind of reconsider about what we talk about here rather than just being like, ah, oh, there's a you know new product. Oh, we bought some, you know, a new product. I think it'd be interesting to maybe get some different kind of projects going on or sections going on inside the the episodes that we do and it'd be good to get your guys views on that obviously um after the show to see what you'd want to talk about so yeah i I do think uh i do i do enjoy uh do enjoy recording this podcast as well but i think we could do something interesting over maybe the next you know the next series that we do yeah space the final frontier these are the podcasts of the Star Trek Mavis. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it probably is worth mentioning that the, uh, I think we alluded to this mm. previously, we're going to have a Star Trek special for the next episode. Yeah, so episode 20. Episode 20. The end of the second and, season. Uh, end of the second season. Do, 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 um, Andrew has do, do, caught up with Discovery do, 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 and Jordan has watched all 700 and something episodes of Indeed. Star Trek. Um, and I, of course, have uh, watched Discovery twice now. I think so. Just if uh, just if you are uh, listening to the show and you probably want to listen to the next episode, uh, it is going to be Star Trek related. But I would recommend listening to, oh, sorry, watching um, all of Discovery before you listen to the next episode. There will be huge spoiler alerts and disclaimers. Yeah, we are not going to hold uh, to hold back at all. So um, be, this is your warning. Any listeners? Well, there'll be a pre there'll be a pre warning on the actual episode though. It'll go something like warning: the following content has a huge spoiler, huge spoiler alert, spoiler. Yeah. Can we do the red alert sound? Can we do the red alert sound from Star Trek? Oh no, we probably can't. Uh, oh, wait, you can we can, we can, we can, no, no, there won't be any. Yeah, it'd be fine. Thanks for listening to episode nineteen of the Mavis Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com slash nineteen. You can find us on Twitter at Mavis Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Hathaway. You can find Julian on Twitter at Julian K. And Jordan is at Jordan Sunfire. Please uh, leave us a review on iTunes as that does actually help us. And uh, send us some questions via the uh, at Mavis Podcast Twitter account.
just so you know, I'm probably going to cut oh. out your stuff talking about the specifics of Windows power stuff when I'm probably going to cut it. Oh. Why? Why? Because that oh. Oh, that's, that's, don't say bit, that. Hey, what, you want to edit the podcast and you get to make the decision. It was so enjoyable. Yeah, I don't. Why are you just cutting? Well, we'll see how it is in edit, but I might have to this, cut some stuff out. This next section is going to be get. like two minutes. And that's the power I get as the editor. Right. Right. That's Plus, lovely. we're actually, uh, from my time, which is on 131, or 132. Yeah, my time's on 131 too. Yeah, my, my time is on 131. Know. Yeah, so my one's 132 now. Um, we started at so, 13 so mine, minutes Mine's 132 now. 113.30. Mine's 131. Fuck off, guys. So, um... I'm kidding. Mine's still 131. We're about, we're about yeah, one, 117 right now, so we've got about 12 minutes if you... Right, we're gonna smash through it. If we go quick. through that, then we start cutting stuff. Um, Great. All right. Okay. Fine. I'm gonna mute my mic because I think I'm done for this. No, podcast, you're not right? because I. Uh-huh. No, you're answering this question. What question? The questions in the show I notes. Have... have you looked at the show notes at all? Yes, I have looked at the show notes, but they're all directed at Jules. No, they're not. Because guess what, Jordan? You've been listening to more podcasts recently. Okay, Mr. Editor. Yeah. <laughs> Edit away.